Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan and pals. I'm Jordan. I'm Trevor. And this recap episode is Season 2, Episode 12, effectively called Fauxhawk. It's a fill-in-the-blanks episode featuring all your friends in a where-are-they-right-now to set the stage for the big finale. Hank is doing cage fighting. Uh, Donna and and Raven and 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 Dove they all reunite eventually. And not quite. We don't actually see them all reunite yet on this episode, but it seems like they're about to. And Dick Grayson, a guy who broke out of prison after having a mental breakdown, hallucinating Bruce Wayne leaves somehow has a suit and ha- and hangs out with his friend Stu who runs old night. Stu our favorite character of the entire show Stu breakout Remember. character of season 2 Stu the fruitcake guy Stu the fruitcake guy who also makes shoes so um some of you regular listeners might know that I tend to be kind of critical of Jordan's uh recaps so, as a special treat for this second-to-last episode, we've switched places, and I'm going to be recapping this episode, and I deeply regret making that suggestion. I had a very bad time taking notes on the show. It made watching the show even less fun than usual. I hated it. It felt like uh, some kind of punishment or something. <laughs> um I can't understand why you would choose to do this every time. Honestly, Jordan, I thought maybe uh, by uh, taking notes and all that, I would it would give me a little peek into the mind of Jordan, kind of like walking a mile in your shoes and seeing what makes you tick. And I've concluded that you must be a sicko because it was it was <laughs> I really hated doing it, and I'm glad it's over. Um, I, I think I'm going to hate doing this recap. I just kind of do it to see, like, remind myself what happened in the episode in a in a moment by moment basis. And then when you read it back, you're like, oh yeah, this show did suck. Why do people enjoy it? Does does, does I anyone? Honestly, <laughs> I honestly couldn't even tell you my opinion of this episode because I was so distracted by the need to write everything down and keep track of the scenes so I could do this recap. That like, I mean, I know it was pretty bad, but mostly I was just like, I want this to be over so I can stop doing this. I never want to do this ever again. It was a bad idea. Leave it, leave it to me. Next time we'll just leave it. Yeah, to- y- yeah. This, this is all you from now on. But <laughs> all have... mine for the for all of the one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have all these pages of notes in my tiny little notepad here. Uh, the Excuse only me. like note I have is uh, the end credit song is "The System Only Dreams and Total Darkness" by the National, and next episode is called Nightwing, and people are gonna enjoy it because the Nightwing suits out. Nightwing suit. I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned the name of the song at the end because I didn't bother figuring out what it was, and when I got to that part, I was just gonna ask you. I uh, just. And Nightwing suits out. Everyone's looking at the Nightwing suit. 
Even though it was supposed to be a not reveal in this episode, now I think about it. So it's like, what's even the point? You did the you did a little teaser and you already showed the suit. Why have the scene where they, they don't reveal the suit? Didn't quite show it. Yeah, they did the whole setup where they have them looking at it, which is conveying in cinematic language that the next shot is going to be showing us the suit. But then they don't. They still withhold what the suit looks like from us for one more episode. I guess we're going to finally see it when he shows up and saves the day wearing the suit with the blue bird logo. I'm glad the show Titans is finally all about Dick Grayson. Finally. (laughs) I can't wait to see Dick Grayson finally saving the day. (sighs) All right. Well, um... I got a lot to get through here. Got a lot of poorly scribbled notes uh, to read. Uh, no problem. All right. So we open on five years ago. We see a familiar scene uh, in the church. Uh, uh, Deathstroke has just accidentally killed Jericho. He's like, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't mean to do it. Oh, no. Uh, but then just before it's too late, Jericho uses his power and he jumps into Deathstroke's body, like was alluded to in the previous episode. And then we cut to modern day, where we are seeing a black and white visual representation of the inside of Deathstroke's mind, where Jericho is trapped. And Jericho and and Slade are talking inside of Slade's head. And uh, we're made to understand that Jericho is not actually in control of Slade like he usually would be when he takes over someone's body. He's just kind of trapped inside of Slade's head and he doesn't like it and he wants to get out. Uh, So what I said last week was wrong. Jericho isn't controlling Slade's body and doing all the revenge stuff. It's still Slade doing it, but he has Jericho trapped inside his head and Jericho is like mad. He still likes the Titans. And he's being like, hey, stop it. Don't do it. He says, you're a monster. And he says he's going to find a way to stop him. And then we see the real world where Jericho is standing on a sidewalk. Or sorry, Slade is on a sidewalk. And Jericho momentarily takes control of Slade's body to try to walk into traffic and get him hit by a bus. Uh, Slade regains control of his body and dodges the bus and says, nice try, kid. Um, you know what the fun part about then that scene was to... was the room what was the, the, fun the, part? the subconscious brain where it's just this big plain white room hey, you know what the inside of your brain looks how it's like a black and white scene in a big empty room and you're in there there's a little guy in there that looks like you and you just hang out in there so are we doing Herman's head are we doing uh, inside out are we doing that kind of gimmick yeah it's like inside out, but his brain is just him and his son who's trapped inside his brain also. And and, and he's still like just he dad slate. He's not even like badass. Boy, are we, we should be friends. Why are we doing this? Don't do this. Yeah. yeah, he's all like trying to appeal to him like, hey, this brought us closer together. I mean, it's been five years now. This seems like a conversation they should have had already. Like, what more is there <laughs> exactly. to say at this point? Also, they haven't aged, apparently, from five years. Well, I mean, Jericho wouldn't age because he's not real. He's not like a physical body. He's just the 
spirit of Jericho, I guess, inside Slade's Also, head. If, if this was your subconscious, why would you still have eye patches and all that? That's something I was confused by. Well, maybe that's just how he perceives himself, is having the eye patch. All right, I got a lot to get through here. We haven't even gotten to the opening credits yet. We shop. It's the same coffee shop we've seen before. Gar is in there. He's ordering some coffee. Uh, everything seems to be like normal and fine, but then all of a sudden, his green eyes activate, and he starts beating everybody up for no reason. They all get scared. He turns into a tiger and starts assaulting and killing people. They're all running and screaming. It's terrible. Uh, tiger Gar uh, goes out and gets into a van where Mercy is in there, you know, controlling him with mind control shit or whatever. Uh, he turns back into Gar and he realizes what happened and he's all sad about it. And he's like, what? What happened? Why did they do that? And Mercy is like, oh, it's just a little test. It was the music. That was the opening credits. Did you notice he's vegan? Yes. I have heard that he's vegan. That's why he got There is a man in a suit in a nice house. He's watching the news. Uh, I forget what was on the news. Wasn't important. The doorbell rings, and who should be at his door but Don and Donna delivering some sushi. They're like, hey, we have your sushi order, and they're hot, and they pretend to want to have sex with him. They're like, hey, his name is Walter, I've written here. They say, <laughs> they say can we come in? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's all excited. He thinks he's going to get laid. There's two hot sushi girls who want to seduce him, and he doesn't think this is suspicious. Cut two. They've got him all tied up with the magic lasso. They're interrogating him about uh, Cadmus. He spills all the beans. He explained what happened with Gar and everything. And then they uh, they get out of there. They say, enjoy your sushi. Uh, uh, so Walter's the attorney Walter. guy that we keep talking about. Attorney guy. The guy who's like, yeah, uh, you... The one that leads to mercy. You all are under me now. Yes. Like, that's correct. the guy. <laughs> Donna and Don leave Walter's house. Um, they chat. They, they talk about Hank. Uh, Donna's all like, maybe we need Hank's help. Don's like, no, he left me. Fuck him. Then they get on the, the motorcycle and ride away. Next, we cut to a cage fighting arena. There's a fight announcer. He's saying, hey, it's the, it's the leader of the Titans. It's Hawk. And then there we see Hank. He's dressed in his Hawk costume, and he's in the cage. He's fighting uh, for money. Uh, we see a brief montage of him fighting a bunch of guys set to Up in Here by DMX. Classic song. <laughs> That's not uh, kidding. And and I think they're thinking this is supposed to be cool, not cheesy as fuck. Oh, it's 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 very it's very cool. Uh, we see him snorting some coke in between fights. It reminds us that Hank has a drug problem, as alluded to in a previous episode. Then he fights some more people. Uh, very lots of fun. Uh, uh, yeah, the pointless fight leaving... sequence. You need to have one every episode, one form or but another. Yeah. Don't worry, there'll be more fighting later in the episode. Hank leaves the place. A lady comes up to him outside. He's like, hey, are you Hawk? He's like, no, I'm not Hawk. Uh, but then they have like a dumb little sexual innuendo conversation. The point is she wants to have sex with him. So they go back to Hank's seedy motel room. They're trying to have sex. 
Hank appears to be having some kind of erectile dysfunction issue. It's not quite working. She gets on top and then he falls asleep. The lady is upset and she says, I knew you weren't Hawk, which is weird because in the previous scene, she seemed very sure that he was Hawk, even when he tried to deny it. Whatever. Uh, it was then we co- awful. <laughs> the point is that Hank is doing too many drugs. He's having sexual difficulties. His it's life Power isn't Rangers, really going but they that fuck. Well. <laughs> Next scene Corey is outside of a gas station in the daytime pra- trying to practice with her powers, but they're not working for some reason. I don't know why. We just saw her using them right at the end of the previous episode, and they're working fine. But right now, she's having problems. A gas station is probably not the best place to practice your fire powers, but in any case, uh, she's they're not working. Rachel comes out of the store holding snacks. They argue about Dick. They get in the car, and they're driving. Um, and Corey says, we're going to San Francisco. Um, Rachel is annoyed about that. She still wants to find Dick. They start fighting and yelling at each other for no goddamn reason. I wrote down, what the fuck is this? in my notes because oh. I had no clue why they were yelling at each other. It was really weird. Oh, okay. They just, so, like so Rachel's it was like, because I wanna... Starfire was, no, I know why <laughs> I know, I know what's happening. Rachel wants to find Dick and Starfire wants to go help the other Titans, but it's just really, it doesn't, they're so angry at each other for no reason. I thought Starfire Corey was going to calls... join Rachel. Cause in the last episode, the diner scene, they both leave to find Gar she stays in with Rachel because of the vision, because she had the nightmare. Yes, but they went to the prison to rescue Dick, and he was already gone, remember? And now Rachel wants to find Dick, figure out where he is, but Corey's like saying, like, fuck that. We need, let's go back to San Francisco and help the other Titans, because Dick has already escaped. He doesn't need their help. Knock um, yourself out and dream yourself his exact location so in this pissed off. They, they yell at each other and say a bunch of cusses to each other. They're all mad at each other for no reason. Uh, Corey calls Rachel an intergalactic space witch, which is weird because <laughs> Corey is the one who's actually from space. Um, but uh, anyway, going, you know, alludes to early episodes, the whole uh, Azeroth is going to destroy the entire galaxy. The planet Tamron ever. Rachel apologizes for yelling. Corey cries. They both they kiss and make up, and they and Rachel says, "Okay, let's go to San Francisco." Just Great, people. We're going to San Corey Francisco. Anders. <laughs> then we cut to Jason and Rose in the fancy uh, mansion that they take over. It's you very... love these two. You can't get enough. <laughs> oh God! To me, how they're able to just live for an extended period at this mansion? Did they kill the people that own the house? I don't know what's going it's on. It's not even they didn't anyway. Even it's Wayne Manor or any of that. It's not. No, they said what it was. It's somebody else's house that they like invaded, and they're just squatting there. Uh, but they don't really go into detail. It's not Wayne Manor. Anyway, Jason is preparing a variety of hot dogs for Rose. Uh, she's very pleased by that. They do the classic gag where Jason gets down on one knee pretending to propose to her, but he's just offering her hot dogs. Chili dogs, more specifically. You see, it's a big meme among the Bat family. No, there's chili dogs. There's cheese dogs. He's got all kinds of dogs. Uh, Jason gets a text from Rachel asking for help. 
Uh, Jason is like, fuck that. I don't care. I don't want to go. And Rose is like, oh, are you sure? Maybe you should go. Because she's had a change of heart from last week. She's like, are you sure? Maybe we should help them. And Jason's like, no, I don't want to. And Rose decides it's fine to finally come clean about her past and everything. So, boom, we cut to three years earlier. Rose has just had a horrible bike accident. She ran into a minivan. Her <laughs> foot is all twisted around and broken, and she manages to easily fix it and get up and ride away while a bunch of onlookers are concerned. She gets home. Her mom sees her, and she says, What happened, Boo? Because her mom calls her Boo. She calls her Boo repeatedly. Um, her mom is not Adeline. It's a different woman. Uh... Rose is like, I want to know who my real dad is. Her mom is like, no, that's bad. Your dad is bad. We don't want to talk about it. But she doesn't listen. So three weeks later, <sighs> Rose has somehow found her dad, Slade. She's at Slade's house. Wintergreen is there. Wintergreen's like, look what I found. It's some girl who says she's your daughter. I don't know. Uh, Wintergreen <laughs> leaves. That's happened, too. <laughs> Yeah, Wintergreen leaves. Uh, Slade, as he arrived in the house, took out his gun and silencer and set it down on the counter just to signal to Rose that he's a dangerous bad man and she should stay away. Rose uh, picks up the gun and the silencer and like starts putting it together. Slade is all like, that's not a toy. You could hurt someone. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she says something and he's like, uh, I can't she's like you can't hurt me and and he and he she's like i can't hurt me either she puts the gun up to her hand shoots herself right through the hand and then she holds up her hand with the big hole in it shows it to him and says hi daddy o <laughs> as her hand starts to rapidly heal my favorite part like, hey daddy o Oh, I wrote down I hate this in my notes during this part. Um, That's pretty much how says, I write my notes, too, by the way. So you're, you're currently in my she, position. How does it feel? I was really channeling you here. She uh, says that she's a freak. Slade makes a joke about her joining the circus. Funny stuff. Cut to 10 days. Oh, there's. I'm skipping a little bit. Slade says, no, I'm bad. You don't want anything to do with me. You better not come around here ever again or I'll hurt you. And I know how to hurt people. So anyway, it's ten, now 10 days later. Lots of time jump captions throughout this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rose is in a dress. She's about to go on a date with a boy named Todd. Her mom is very excited about it. She calls her boo again. Uh, she's she's uh, like, oh, I'm so excited for your date. Make sure you bring condoms. She's like, oh, mom. Um, a very nice car pulls up in front of the house. And her mom is very impressed. She's like, oh, nice car, Todd, or whatever. Uh, but Rose goes to get in the back of the car, and Todd's not there at all. It's Slade driving Word the car. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been so mean to you. Actually, I changed my mind, and I would like you to come and join me and be my evil sidekick. Uh she uh, makes the same circus joke uh, back to him that he made to her. Um, then he, she, he's like saying, like, you could come with me or if you want, you can stay here and I'll never see you again. A shitty a station wagon pulls up by them and he says, Todd's here. Uh, 
Rose has a brief moment of hesitation. Is she going to go with Todd or is she going to go with her dad? She says, drive. Then we cut to Slade's house. Slade has a big present for Rose. Uh, she opens it up and it's her very own stupid, shitty looking Deathstroke costume. Hooray! She gets to be Deathstroke's back. It's very easy for her to come around to the idea of being an evil assassin with her evil dad. Um, we cut to a warehouse now and they're doing fight training. This sequence goes on and on for a while, which was a relief to me because I didn't have to write anything else down. Uh, There's sword fighting, fight. swingy swings, flippy yeah. flops. And Rose and Slade are eating dinner. Um, Rose wants to know what's up, what they're training for, what's going on. Oh, by the way, so this is three years ago as opposed to five years ago. So at this point, we know that Jericho is inside of Slade's head. Jesus Christ, right? I actually had that down. <laughs> I didn't even do like the but, whole written part. I just wrote like, wait, so five years ago? <laughs> yeah. Also, it's very inconsistent because at the beginning of the season we're made to understand that Slade has retired and gone off the grid and grown his beard all along. And is not, and then only after seeing that the Titans are back bitches, does he decide to come back and do his revenge. But now here we're seeing three years ago and this whole sequence is implying that he's actually been plotting his revenge and training for it this whole time. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, Slade tells her about her brother Jericho. Uh, J he says that Jericho was, murdered by a gang of psychopaths that call themselves the titans and that and rose surmises that they're trying to get revenge on the titans and he says yeah that's right rose says that she needs some underwear and socks and stuff and uh, slade says good news i just opened up a bank account for you with lots and lots of money you can buy whatever you want um so she becomes a millionaire through a swiss bank account from the bank of metropolis bank of metropolis then we cut back to the present day rose is spilling the beans to jason telling him all about excuse me what she's been up to jason can't believe what he's hearing we cut back to three months ago slade and rose are eating dinner once again at the plant this is right after that they Apparently, Rose helped Slade bust Dr. Light out of prison, and they're talking about that. Slade's like, hey, great job busting Dr. Light out of prison with me. She's like, thanks, Dad. Uh, and uh, then they talk about the plan. Uh, he's like, okay, we're going to get revenge on the Titans. It's going to be surgical, and you will be my scalpel. And then he's like, I'm going to have to take out, I'm going to have to cut out your eye. And she's like, fuck you, Dad. He's like, no, I'm serious. Cut back to present day. Rose no longer has an eye. Uh, she's telling all this stuff to Jason. Jason is mad. He's pissed off. He yells. He starts crying. Uh, what the fuck, Rose? What the fuck? Rose tries to grab him. Jason says, get the fuck off me. She punches him in the face and says, fight me. Come on, fight me. And he's like, no, I'm not going to fight you. Uh, and you then, uh, Good on Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah good that was the right choice jason and then she's like but the titans we need to help the titans jason says fuck them fuck all of you and he storms out of the house then her phone rings the phone of the, the house they're in rings and she picks it up and it's slade he's like oh slade's like oh it looks like your boyfriend dumped you time to come back and be evil with me then we much. cut 
two, we're back in San Francisco. Slade and Wintergreen are outside of a van. They're talking about their plan. Slade's plan to kill all the Titans. Wintergreen opens up the van, and there's a bunch of weapons in there. He's like, check out these weapons. And Pretty sweet, says, huh? Cool. <laughs> I like those weapons. <laughs> Nearly halfway into the episode, maybe more than halfway, I don't know, we finally see our good friend Dick Grayson. Way, he, guys, it's Dick, it's Brenton Thwaites. He's back. He's, he's wearing a baseball cap because he's on the lamb. When you're on the run from the law, you got to wear a baseball cap. Nobody recognizes you. That's how it works. Dick shows, Dick shows up at Adeline's house. Adeline is like, would you like to drink some water? He's like, hell yeah. Give me some water. She gives him some water. He drinks the water. Uh, and that, Adeline now is very forthcoming and helpful to Dick in contrast to the previous time they met in which she was like mad at him and stuff. Very uh, inconsistent, she, Adeline. Slade isn't there at the house or whatever, so I guess she can be more honest. Anyway, she tells Dick about Slade's whole plan. He sa- she says that Slade is back in San Francisco. He's planning on killing all the Titans. Uh, they commiserate for a moment about how Slade has been cruel to both of them. Uh, they talk about how they both know that Jericho is inside of Slade. That clip we saw in the previous episode where Slade is doing the sign language or whatever, that was actually Jericho inside of Slade's body trying to communicate with Dick, but Dick was too thick to see it at the time. Adeline gives him a little... Adeline gives Dick a little pep talk and is saying, like, go... You gotta go do it. Go bring my son back to me. Oh no! no you forgot so, the, the big the big the question before that. You can almost fly because you gotta allude to the Nightwing, the can, bird stuff. Because you see, he's Nightwing. He's a bird. Fly. He's a bird of prey. He's a Nightwing. The only character in this show with no special abilities whatsoever. He's the big hero who can do anything. <laughs> then. We're back in the fighting ring, folks, but this time it seems that Hank is fighting with Dawn. Dawn is there in her Dove costume, and they're fighting, and she's beating him up, kicking his ass. She does the classic badass girl in movie move of wrapping her legs around his neck and throwing him around with her legs, and she kicks him in the balls. But, of course, this is all just a dream sequence. Hank wakes up. He's in his shitty motel room. He has a bloody nose. Now we're back to Dick, our good friend Dick Grayson. He is arriving at Stu's Handmade Shoes. Stu's uh, Shoes. Stu, he walks into Stu's Handmade Shoes, and he talks to a character that we can gather is Stu. He says, hey, Stu, I'd like a new pair of shoes. Stu doesn't want to make any shoes for him. Stu's mad at him. Uh, Stu, Stu says, I'm in the fruitcake business now. <laughs> that, but either way, the line of the episode: "I'm in the fruitcake business now." I'm in the fruitcake business, and then uh, Dick says, "Dick says, okay, I'll take a fruitcake then." Stu is really mad, so he takes out a fruitcake and he sets the fruitcake on fire as an illustration of the fact that he's mad at Dick for burning the Robin suit, which we remember from the previous season. And but, it showed us in the previously on segment. He didn't burn the suit. He left the asylum. It, the asylum he, was on fire. He couldn't save the suit. He, he, no, he let it burn. He saw it burning and he watched it. And it was a moment of transformation for his character because he stopped being Robin and grew up into being something else. Uh, so, so Stu is really mad at Dick about burning the Robin suit. 
uh, Dick says he's sorry, I guess, and that's good enough for Stu. Uh, he says, Master Wayne told me you'd be coming. Really weird that he's calling Batman Master Wayne, but whatever. So they... Stuart Pennyworth. <laughs> that's the big reveal we're going to find out. That's already not right, because what Alfred's supposed to say is Master Bruce. Uh, and also, it shouldn't. it's not a thing that anybody else should be calling him Master Wayne. I, I don't know. Whatever. Who gives a shit? So they go back into... Uh, Stu's secret lab in the back of his shoe shop. He has like two dozen people there building secret superhero suit. In case you haven't figured it out yet, Stu is not actually a humble uh, cobbler. Or uh, or fruitcake manufacturer. (laughs) He's actually a superhero suit maker. And he has already built a brand new super suit for Dick because Batman told him to, I guess. Uh, I like so, the I like the part where hey you burn my shit I don't like that uh oh sorry oh well I guess I'll spend a few million dollars on this shit even though you had a big like fight against like Bruce Wayne that for like the first season and season two was only maybe five talking points yeah well presumably Bruce Wayne has already called up Stu ahead because he's a genius he knows what Dick is gonna do ahead of time so. Uh, Bruce Wayne already paid Stu to have a new suit made for Dick so he could go pick it up. Uh, so that's all taken care of. The suit's ready. They all look at the suit. Dick seems to like it. As we said before, we do not see the suit. Uh, but um, point out the fact that there was the giant blue light. <laughs> we have to show this big shining blue, blue light. light. We're all in suspense. We're at the edge of our seat. What is the suit going to look like? Find out next week. Or you could just go on Twitter. I mean, like, everyone... That's, like, kind of a thing on all, like, the Titans, like, Reddits and stuff. Just look at the suit. No, 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 no. No, we don't see the suit. There's no way of seeing what the suit looks like. I mean, you could just go to DC Universe right now. They have, like, the finale trailer and everything Mm -hmm. that has the suit. Vividly for, like, 20 seconds. He fights Deathstroke and everything, like... You may not see the suit. Anyway, so... Now we go back to Hank, and there's a big digression in the plot that explains uh, the title. Uh, Hank is uh, in his in his motel room. He's in his underwear. He overhears on the news that Hawk, the superhero, has robbed a laundromat. That's odd because he's Hawk, and he doesn't think that he did that. He goes and he checks the closet. Oh, no, his Hawk suit is gone. He's been robbed. Fuck. Uh Hank good good C-plot here in this episode. Hank, yeah. Yeah, all, episode's almost over, and this new plot has just emerged. Uh, <laughs> Hank, goes to the, Hank goes to the laundromat uh, to try to find out what happened. He has a chat with a man in his underwear. The underwear man uh, says that Hawk robbed the place. He says that Hawk is a piece of shit. He got dumped by Dove, and he sucks, and he's addicted to drugs. I don't know how anyone would know all this stuff about Hawk, but anyway. Uh... It's also funny because you see Hawk, as we know, is a big muscular six-pack ab dude who hey. is a real hunk, and the guy he's talking to is a fat guy with a big belly in his underwear. Yeah. Very funny. He's really got to laugh out loud at the fat shaming jokes in this. Yeah. So Hank argues with the fat underwear man for a while, and he says, like, oh, Hawk is just another costumed instagram jerk or something like that he's like instagram what are you talking about the underwear <laughs> what is this man, instagram 
pulls out his phone and shows him an Instagram story. And there we see the titular faux hawk. It is a stupid teenager uh, dressed up in the hawk costume, mouthing off on Instagram, uh, saying, blah, 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 I'm hawk. My girlfriend is dove. I robbed a laundromat. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> somehow by looking at that video, Hank is able to tell exactly where the guy is so that he can go directly there. Um, I guess because in the, because we cut to the faux Hawk, the guy, he's a teenager. He's in Hawk suit. He's mouthing off uh, on his phone on Instagram some more when who should show up at his room, but Hank himself, Hank uh, punches him or whatever. And he takes the suit back. He's lecturing the kid about how robbing laundromats is wrong. And that's not what the Titans are about. And he shouldn't have done that. Um, and then put back that bleach <laughs> that detergent yeah. doesn't belong to you <laughs> it's like and then as he's leaving with the suit the kid is like well can I get my money back and he's like your money what are you talking about you stole this suit from me and he's like I didn't steal it you sold it to me turns out that Hank doesn't even remember that he actually sold his suit to the kid for 200 bucks to buy more blow because he has such a, a terrible drug problem, he sold his own super suit for drugs and doesn't even remember it. Um, See, the joke the is kid, he's trying to set a good example to his ki- the, the, the kid, but he's not. Yeah. The kid uh, really admires him. He talks about what a hero he is. He says, I wish I could be a hero like you. Isn't it great to be such a hero? And Hank is like, yeah, it's great. He you leaves. know, he loves Nirvana, kid, too. I think you're, you know what? I think that kid's going to be that control freak guy. Maybe the the kid says go Titans. He's like a complete dork. Like we're, like we're talking like the the joke of what a something awful goon looks like, kind of. Yeah. So it has to be a control freak. All right, here, folks. I've almost finished. <laughs> Hank is back in his room, lying in bed. He feels really bad and guilty about being such a piece of shit. Uh, cut two. We're back in San Francisco. Mercy Graves shows up at Walter's house, finds him all tied up. He interrogates him. Uh, He admits that he was tricked by two hot sushi girls uh, and gave up all the information or whatever. Uh, Mercy says, we have to move up phase two. Oh, no. Phase two is happening. And from there, we we cut to a carnival or I guess it's Fisherman's Wharf, right? Something yeah. like that. Um, uh, Gar is in the back of the van. He's lying there, helpless. Uh, he, uh, his eyes start to turn green, and it's cutting to the carnival scenes, and we are being given the impression that he's about to do some really bad stuff. And then we cut to credits, and what song plays, Jordan? The System Only Dreams in Total Darkness by The National. System only dreams in darkness by the national. Phase two is about to begin, and it looks like phase two involves Garfield turning into a tiger and killing a lot of people in public. It's in San Francisco. And Superboy. The end. Oh, yeah. I forgot. About, I actually forgot that Superboy even existed because he didn't appear in this whole episode. Superboy's going to be a bad dude as well. Uh, 
So you get, you get every. So you know what? Uh, get ready for the big finale. Nightwing is that is the finale episode. We already get all the I, clips we need. A big fight sequence breaks out at the I'm carnival. So, so done with this fucking show. Nightwing fights Deathstroke. You got your what you wanted, right? You wanted a Deathstroke Nightwing fight, right? You got it. And then apparently a Titan dies. And we're alluding to it could be Rachel. No. Who could be the sure one that dies? It would be a shame if Rachel died before her character ever really got to do anything. It's what a horrendous uh, death sequence to happen. Maybe it's Jason Todd. Maybe it's uh, Beast Boy. Maybe it's no, someone it's... else. You know what's fucked up to me is how uh, Rachel does is of all of the Titan girls, she's the one that cares the least about rescuing Gar when she's the one who's supposed to be in love with him. Yes. <laughs> she, all she cares about is Dick, who's repeatedly screwed her over and disappointed her, but for some reason she's still super loyal to him. Uh, no clue what that's about. It sucks. Um, it's, it's... I'm never going to take notes again. I hate taking notes at a really bad time today. I'll take no. Luckily, you did it on the fill in the blank episode, not a episode that requires like an actual story arc. There was no like beginning, middle, end. What was the story of this episode? Dick Grayson yeah, gets a suit. Was... There was no challenge. Hank yeah, is Dick on, dr on drugs and loses his suit. That's I guess something. Yeah, Hank has his little thing with his suit. Uh, Starfire doesn't get her power we, back, and we get, and we get Rose's backstory. Rose, we find out the which, all that stuff with Rose. I guess we could have just guessed, um, but they told us anyway, and fine, whatever. You know, I think we've all learned an important lesson. Uh, you should eat fruitcake. Look what you do. Look at the fruitcake. Look at this. Hey, keep. <sighs> They keep trying to give like badass hard boiled dialogue to Chelsea Zhang, who's just not a good actor, and it's really tough to watch. <laughs> it's it was... it was good that we got to see your uh, what's the name of the uh, YouTube person that you like so much who plays Jericho? Oh, Ch Chella Man. He got to shine a little more in this episode. They yeah, had he had whole... that one scene where he basically said, "Fuck you." <laughs> confrontation inside of Slade's head. The whole thing doesn't make sense. The whole point of Jericho's power is that he takes over the bodies of people. But in this case, I guess Slade, maybe because of his super soldier drugs, he's so mentally powerful that instead of taking over his body, he just gets trapped inside Slade's body with a minimal ability to take control of it. Fuck off. Fuck off, Titans. <laughs> You know, I because we now we're at the, near the end of this. I think I can speculate what's going to happen. Oh boy, here we go. Let's hear it. Jericho finally they do the big Deathstroke Nightwing fight because that's going to be like the first scene, so we can all like go, oh my god, Nightwing! Oh my god! I'm going to be like, he has no ass. Isn't the whole thing that you like about Nightwing? He has like a butt or something. Like, there's no ass on Brenton Thwaites. And then they're going to have a fight sequence, and then Dick Grayson actually kicks like his ass, and then as he like whacks him in the face, like, oh, it's Jericho now. We should all gang up and fight uh, Superboy. 
And then they all group up and they all fight Gar and Superboy. Oh, oh, wait, you're all my friends. We're all in this together. And Deathstroke will be a guy looking after us. And he wants to find Rose. And everything will be fine and dandy. Oh, wait, never mind. Cadmus. And Mercy Grace is going to take Superboy again. And then we'll continue this this awful behavior in season three. Listening to you describe what you think is going to happen on the show is almost as painful as actually watching it. And it's always bad because I'm usually, usually right <laughs> with these bad predictions. Yeah. So it just means I'm going to have to experience it three times. You telling me now, then me watching the episode, and then you describing it again when we do the podcast next week. And so, and by the way, uh, the spoiler is they don't beat Superboy and Gar. It's going to be like a like the Trigon situation where it's like, oh, it looks like they almost lost, but now we realize there's a season three announced. Oh, is it going to be a big cliffhanger at the end? Oh, you fucking know it's going to be a big fucking cliffhanger. Oops. We've got one more episode to review what, what? before we can deliver our final verdict. But at this point in time, I feel relatively safe in declaring that Titans on DC Universe is a bad show. It's a bad show. What do you think? (laughs) You think it's a bad show? I think it's not only a bad show. It's a pretty bad show. It's a pretty bad show. I'm trying to find anyone out there that actually also hates this show. And it turns out like, actually... I'm, we're not in the minority in some cases. There's some people who really do not like the Titan show. There are others who've only seen like the first episodes of season one and went, yeah, this show sucks and I'm done. Yeah, that's the thing is I think the vast majority of people just don't give a shit about it. There's probably plenty of other people out there who are like us and would hate the show if they made themselves watch it like we're doing for some reason. I, but I, a lot, most of those people are just smarter than us, and they've wisely decided to just not watch it or care about it or think about it. We should make a pact to not watch season three right now. <laughs> just... don't need to, I don't need to make a pact. I, have, I actively hate the idea of watching it. I would have stopped, as I've said before, I wouldn't even still be watching now if I hadn't agreed to do this. <laughs> I, we're ruining I our ra- friendship doing this, folks. Not watch it and do a podcast just talking about not watching it. <laughs> I would rather do a whole podcast about not watching this fucking show. It's going to be a that's new podcast. Things it. we do that's not watching Titans when Trevor talks Titans season three is. It's like, Ever yeah, it was ta- an episode, but instead I just had like a Dr. Pepper and a sandwich instead. <laughs> Trevor talks about anything other than Titans with Jordan. <laughs> Stay tuned. Fall 2020. It's coming. So that Harley Quinn show looks pretty good. That's premiering soon, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I think January. November 29th. No, it's next week. It's later this week. It's premieres on Friday. Oh, boy. This... Should we, yeah. should we watch it? that just came out. There's new trailer just came out for it. it. Looks pretty funny. We could keep doing this podcast and talk about that, but I don't think there'd be much to say. I think it would be more like, yeah, this one was pretty funny. I liked it. You know, you know, I I, know. I do like Casey. Casey's better in this than in uh, Big Bang Theory. Like that's all we're probably gonna say. Hey, James Adomian is in this. Um, what's her name? The actress, right? She seems like she's pretty decent at doing the voice. 
she's not trying to do an imitation of the no- existing Harley Quinn voice, which I think is good. No because, one's doing like, the Mr. J. You know, because like the original Harley voice is great and everything, but they've done other versions of Harley Quinn with different voice actors trying to imitate it, and I've always thought that it was bad. So I would rather hear someone just kind of doing a different voice than doing a bad imitation of the famous Harley Quinn voice. So uh, that- so I'm okay with that choice. She sounds fine. So in conclusion, don't watch Titans. Maybe watch the Harley Quinn show instead. That's out this week. Can, I cannot officially endorse the Harley Quinn cartoon yet, uh, but I guess by the time we do the last episode, I'll have seen the first one, and I'll know It'll for be a nice sure like, post-show like discussion. Yeah. But, uh, Ho- then... hopefully, hopefully it'll be a nice way to kind of wash the bad taste of this show out of my mouth and move on and uh, look ahead to a brighter future where I never watch this show ever again. And I got to figure out, did I really like Dick Grayson or is it just every version of him just actually does suck? And I was having this misconception all along. I'm going to have like a crisis. I'm going to, I'm going to be fighting with myself in a white room uh, over, over the, the scenario. But uh, I guess that'll do it for us this week here on Trevor Talks Titans. Um, Folks, thank you for listening to this extra special episode of Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jordan. And as we always say, I'm in the fruitcake business now. <laughs>